The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, all my crayon eaters out there? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 220. Today's date is the date that will live in infamy, December 7th, 2021. 80 years ago today, the attack on Pearl Harbor, which essentially entered us into World War II. Um so yeah um 80 years ago it's kind of crazy to think about that 80 years ago we'll talk about that here in a little bit but uh welcome to the show welcome to the chat welcome to the channel if you're out there in the chat go ahead and say something we don't know that you're out there unless you do if you're new to the channel new to the show let us know where you're from we'll try to give you a shout out maybe pop that cherry a little bit we cannot promise to make you any smarter we just hope not to make you any dumber if you're out there and you want to call or text yes you can call and text you can do that using the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. That number is scrolling right down below. That number is 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're looking for the way out, and you're you're wondering if there's still light out there, first of all, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice but I can probably be a pretty decent ear to listen to and maybe talk you through some stuff. If you are looking for someone that can get you towards some medical advice, then please remember two things. One, you're not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing to help. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, please, please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. The Veteran Crisis Hotline, they ask you the veterans, press the number one. As always, we are spotlighting the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, please visit the website, marines.com. And we are always a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Please visit selfdefenseradio.net for all of your favorite two-way, gun-loving, gun freedom-loving podcasts that are out there. So let's get this off my ugly mug. Bring in my uh, my shotgun rider. So let's uh, say hi to from the great state of Texas. The I'm just, you know, he's not a virus anymore. He's 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 proven himself. He's proven himself. So um, what's up, Clove? How you doing, bud? Yo. What is the shotgun of the week? <sighs> let's go with an H&R topper. Oh what? An H and R topper. All right, what is that? It's a single shot. Okay. 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 All right. We got uh, a new channel out there. We all know this was coming. The tactical FUD is out there. Hi, this is my first time here. It is the tactical <laughs> FUD is there. Nice to see if I guess we'll call them tactical FUD. FUD or TF, you know, it's T-fud. Yeah. So, I mean, are you, are you 
Christine, are you blessing this channel there, King Fud? Or I'm okay with it. I will allow okay it. With it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we've got, let's say hi to some people out there. F and H talking about the uh, crappy Christmas gifts. He said, I once received a butterfly coloring book and a pack of colored pencils. I was super pissed. Um, colored pencils. That's, that's in the genre of crayons a little bit. Maybe I, I might need some, something to wash that down with because pencils are a little bit harder to eat than crayons, but um, it's in that, it's in that food group. So I don't know. I don't know. George Washington said, I got a, back, a box of dog shit a few years ago from his older brother. That's that's good family right there. It's really good family right there. G23 is out there. Gun loving grandpa. Gunpowder beauty is out there. I think I said G23. G23. Aegis Rod and Shelly are out there. Aegis Gun Gear. Go check them out. Great, great stuff. Uh, Clover Tag says, whoop. Who are you going to whoop? I don't know. I don't know. Roz is at six. Let's go. Easy camper. Easy, easy. Um, let's see here. Tactical FUD. Lance is out there off the X. Missed Lance on Sunday. Uh, we went to the range. Most went down to the range and got some really good shooting in. Uh, let's see here. Keith, my favorite squids out there. What's up, Keith? And Mr. President. General George Washington, anyone getting any winter camping in? Negative Ghost Rider pattern is full. Uh, now, the tactical FUD, he says he loves shotguns as long as he can put a red dot on it. And that, I guess that goes along with the tactical FUD, a, a shotgun with a red dot. So, you know, yeah. Uh, do you have any dots on any of your shotguns there, King FUD? Believe it or not, I do. I have dots do you really? on two different ones. Yeah. I have dots on two and I have scopes on two. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, like the reasoning, like when your reasoning behind putting a dot on a shotgun for people out there that are wondering if you can and if you should, uh, what would be some reasons and all of that to put a dot on a shotgun? Honestly, it's not going to help you much in the world of like bird hunting and sporting clays and stuff like that, but it could yeah. be potentially beneficial, you know, with uh, competitive situations like run and gun style events i mean that it could be beneficial mm -hmm. in that particularly if you're um in some scenarios or courses that would would require slugs then i mean that that could be um sure. and then um you know some hunting situations i mean if you were you know utilizing slugs or buckshot or something like that it, it something closer range with deer i mean some people really have an issue when it comes to lining up on the comb properly and just the mechanics of shotgunning in general. So that red dot does help out with that aspect. Like I said, in more, more of a static situation, static target, I should say, rather than, but all bets are off on that. If you're trying to use that for a moving target, it's just your lead and everything. You're just not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to watch that red dot while you're trying to watch your target while you're trying to get a lead and all of that when you're talking about you know birds or clays or something of that nature so it's going to be yep. hindrance in that yeah tactical fud says room clearing what do you think about that sure i mean that's a static target yep for the most part yeah and i, and I guess and i guess you know if you're using that red dot and you're in close enough to where that spread is still Correct. compact you could, yeah, you could definitely, it would help you. Now, if you start getting out 25, 30 yards, 40 yards or whatever, that spread's going to be out to where it is and all 
bets are off. But yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised you got a dot on a couple shotguns though. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There there's oh. a few out there on the market that are coming with them. So. Oh really? Like, okay. like the Gerson, that Gerson M3 M3. Let me back up. The Gerson MC312 Sport. There, I got it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several you know variations models of that but one of them does come with a it's really weird the little sight mark red dot that, that's been around for years was it sure, called the micro yeah. shot i think or something yeah. it literally yeah. looks like a big version it looks like they went to sight mark and said hey we want one like four times bigger than this can you make one because it literally looks like the exact same just they blowed probably up probably did i mean it very it's really, well yeah <laughs> it's really it's really kind of funny but um yeah it's it it come with one uh, from the factory so uh george is asking if anyone got any of the new remington 870s in nope nope uh, i'm not the biggest you know remington 870 for me i'm a mossberg fan right so remington 870 for me falls into that category for me of like a 1911 it's like do i own a couple yeah do i respect uh the heritage from you know a lot of the um, oh man the prison issued 870s and stuff the you know old school um and and all of that yeah i mean certainly and i'm not i'm not gonna bad mouth them uh at least the older I'm models not bad sure. mouth, i'm not gonna turn one down but if i had an 870 and a mossberg 500 i'm taking I'm, the mossberg I'm 500 taking, yeah i'm taking the mossberg that's me too you know um yeah yeah yep. um so uh everyone knows we we do our polls we try to do those at the beginning of the show every week and i think people enjoy them if you guys didn't know, we put out polls every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday morning at 10 a.m., and they're fun. Uh, get over there, and we'd like to have a good time with them and all that. So uh, let's go over and see the polls The polls from this week. Uh, last Thursday, it's got 794 votes. It says, do you own an ugly Christmas sweater? Clove, do you own an ugly Christmas sweater? Negative. Okay, your choices are yes, no, or my fashion coordinator recommends not to tell. So, <laughs> uh, right now, 76% say no, 20% say yes, and 4% said their fashion coordinator recommended not to tell. So, I'm going to say that's a yes. So, we'll, we'll go 24% saying yes. Uh, I actually, I don't think I do. Now, I, I, I don't have any quote-unquote ugly Christmas sweaters. I have some sweaters that are probably people consider ugly, but they're not Christmas sweaters. So I don't know. I don't know. Our next poll out there, this will be a fun one. Uh, from Saturday has 782 votes. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Choices for this poll are Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story, Elf, or other, and you better not say die hard. Um, what was, uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie of, the, of that list? And then we'll go on from there. I, I didn't even, I didn't even read the list or anything. What okay. So the choices are a Christmas vacation. A Christmas vacation. Yeah. In case anybody out there is wondering. We, we can go I'm with not, that. We can go with that. When he's not talking, 
it's all about him. He doesn't listen to a damn thing I say. So just for that's, people out that's there. not true. But I mean, well, all I just the the choices and you didn't even hear them. Yeah, well, Christmas they're, vacation. They're all irrelevant compared to the true Christmas movie. But anyway, I, um, I yeah, Christmas I vacation. Go ahead and rattle off the other ones, but it's going to be Christmas vacation. I'm positive about it. Christmas vacation. It's a wonderful life. Um, yeah, I'm not a big one of that. Uh, a Christmas story. Elf. Ah. And, and other, and you better not say die hard is what I put yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I'm not one of those that thinks that die hard is a Christmas movie, uh, but I'm not one to sit there and argue okay, that good. it's not either. You well, know, that makes, that makes her boring TV then. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I just don't think that it is. It's an action movie based in the Christmas time. So technically, if you go by the if you go by the argument that everyone makes about Die Hard being a Christmas movie, we can say that Lethal Weapons a Christmas movie. We could say that Gremlins is a Christmas movie. No, 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 no. Now Gremlins, yeah, they are based around. Well, if you remember, part of the uh, part of Lethal Weapon is Christmas time because they have the lights when the toilet explodes and all of that. So technically it's around yeah, but, the Christmas time. Yeah, but 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 could that here's the question. Could that have happened at any other time of the year? Could the events of that movie have happened at any other time of the year? Gremlins no because he got he got the Mogwai for Christmas present, right? I'll give you that. So one. we're covered. I'll give you that, one. that whole that whole hijacking or heist happened because of Christmas and the way that the vaults and everything locked down. If you go through the the Clarence, what's his name, the black dude that was the tech dude and all of that, there was a reason yeah. that that it they did that when they did that. Not only did they do that, had there not been a Christmas party, blah blah blah, at that particular time, John McClane would not have been there. So it it had to all of that had to take place at Christmas for that story to be storyline to, to play out. Once again, don't argue that. I just think it's a really great movie based around Christmas time. I don't think it's a Christmas story, a movie. It's just me, and I know that I'm in the minority. As of right now, leading in 29% is other, and the vast majority of those are diehard. We got a few other movies thrown in there, like Scrooge was mentioned, which is a great movie, by the way. Yeah. Um, let's see, it had 62 comments. Uh, let's just kind of go through Die Hard, you know, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard, Die Hard. Right. A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Polar Express was mentioned. That's a decent one. Uh, I, I'm not a huge one, but it's not bad. Oh. It's one of those that if it's on and nothing else is on, I don't mind watching that. My daughter likes it. My wife likes that, actually. So I don't have a problem with I, I don't like it, but that's the, the movie is not why I don't like it. So yeah. literally. As the crow flies uh, several hundred yards is a railroad track, uh, yes. and that railroad runs. Good lord, I don't know what twenty miles, twenty five miles. I don't know something along that line. So that mm -hmm. particular section of railroad, and every year this time they're running it right now. I walked outside, probably eventually hear whistles blowing and stuff. But they run a Polar Express train, and so the traffic is crazy, and it's just the trains going through at all hours of the night, and yeah, I, I don't like it. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, we got some weird, we got some weird 
Home Alone. I, you know, I I I I I would I would actually that was a great movie. The original Home Alone the first one, yeah. was great, and yep. and I totally forgot about. It. I might have put that on the list, mm-hmm. and I remembered that one. I might have taken. I don't know, like it's a wonderful life because I, I know it's an all time great. I can't stand it. it; bores the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those movies you see once, and you've seen it. You're oh. done. I can watch, uh, oh my God, I can watch Home Alone. Just Joe Pesci and, and what's the other guy's name? Um, oh, so good. Uh, Daniel. Uh, Is it Daniel something? Yeah, I think you're right. But my God, I could watch that. Just the torch and all the, 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 the torture that he puts those guys through. I could watch Home Alone great. I could have put on, uh, I, I don't know about you, I'm a big fan of all of them, really. I, don't, I think I like one or two of them more than others. But Daniel Stern. Uh, Daniel Stern, yeah, but do you like the, uh, uh, the the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen? I like them a lot. Yeah, they're okay. Um, they're okay. I'll tell you ones that I like more that are more modern is the what is it, the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell? I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. They're on Netflix, or they used to be. I guess maybe they surely they still are because I think they're Netflix movies. But uh, yeah, the Christmas Chronicles. Uh, I think I think for me those trump the uh, the Santa Claus at this point. I think I'd rather watch those. I, yeah, I've never seen that, so I might have to go and watch those. I, now, I love the Santa Claus movies, but yeah, Home Alone. I can't believe I forgot Home Alone. Now, not really a not really a Christmas movie, even though it's about Santa Claus. Is Fat Man, which I watched for the first time the other night. Yeah, yeah that was that was interesting. <laughs> I won't, I won't give the. I won't give any spoilers, but that's kind of interesting that a kid puts a hit out on Santa Claus because you got coal in his stocking or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, and uh, another one, if you if you talk about like, I guess it was billed as a horror film, I guess. But Krampus, did you ever see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to, to me, it was funny. There was some funny parts in that movie. Um, it wasn't a horrible movie. It 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 was kind of over the top scary you know in my sure. in my opinion of I, I don't know what kind of scary to call it it wasn't like a gore fest or anything like that right. it was kind of a weird mixture of comedy and horror but some of the dialogue and some of the other like the like the uh, gingerbread man with the uh, that come down the chimney with the in the fat kid remember that part oh my god that's like the most hilarious thing ever so yeah, some of the great ones that are out there, not great ones, but, you know, Ernest Saves Christmas was yep. mentioned. Yeah. Um, Much better than the Ernest Halloween one. That was oh, horrible. God. But nothing um, will ever be Ernest Goes to Camp. 34th Street, Holiday Inn, White Christmas, um, Bad Santa. Bad Santa was mentioned a bunch. Yep. Um, let's see here. Going through Jingle All the Way. Mm-hmm. Polar Express was was mentioned, but the vast majority uh, trading places. Was eh? Christmas was it? I know it was winter time. It's cold. I don't remember what being Christmas. I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah, I don't remember either on that. Scrooge was mentioned a lot as well. So yeah, what was all that? Scrooged. Oh yeah, Scrooged. Yeah, that's a great one. Great one. Uh, but right now, like I said, twenty nine percent says other um 24 percent is a christmas story i love a christmas story i've always wanted to try to see if my tongue would get frozen to a light pole but i never was stupid enough to do it but man that would be fun to do 
Uh, Christmas Vacation, which I think is a travesty, is only at 22%. That is the epitome of a Christmas movie. That is the one movie that no matter what we watch every year, Christmas Vacation will be watched. And it is the greatest. I don't care what anybody says. Christmas Vacation is the greatest Christmas movie ever. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life got 14% and Elf got 11 Come on, people. Elf is wonderful. Actually, Elf's terrible. Uh, there are a few phenomenal scenes in Elf, but overall, it's just like any other Will Ferrell movies. For the most part, most Will Ferrell movies are actually terrible movies, but he makes them so funny because he really doesn't care. Um, he's going to do whatever it takes physically to get a laugh and all that, which I think is what makes him a great comedian, but um yeah the uh the last one was sent out yesterday and he's got 673 votes what is the worst christmas gift worst christmas gift so i want to hear i want to hear you guys out there in the chat as well you're for the poll your your choices were scented candles underwear gift card slash cash Cleaning supplies, and no, not a great gift like an Aegis gun cleaning kit, but like house cleaning supplies, or a re-gift. So of those, what would be the worst in your eyes of this list? Well, so, okay, so first of all, I'm going to chastise you because you should have specific. When I seen cleaning supplies, the first thing I thought was actually gun gun cleaning supplies, right? So you should have been more specific. Um, Second of all, I'm going to address the re-gift because unless somebody tells you or it was a gift you gave them, how do you know it was a re-gift, right? I could potentially get some very awesome gifts that were re-gifts. It could happen. Um, So that kind of eliminated those for me. Um, And then what was the other one? It was gift cards and scented candles. So I picked scented candles. In, in, In underwear. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, so underwear I'm totally I'm totally fine with socks and underwear. I absolutely every I, agree. I, I don't I'm mind okay the, I don't that. mind the underwear at all. Yeah. I don't yeah. mind it. At That's all. one less thing I got to buy throughout the year. I'm good with it. Right. Um yeah. so the the scented candles on would be the, the lower and I think that's what I picked. But yeah. gift cards come in a really close second to me as far as hate compared to cash. Because I just I I, I know a lot of people do it. But that is just the no. It's just so impersonal. At least gift cards are one notch up, or at least that person maybe is thinking about you. You like to shop at this place, right? So there's a little bit of thought in that with a gift card. But see, I, I disagree with that. Just, yeah, cash is so impersonal. Yeah, gift cards. Here's the thing about gift cards, though. If it's a gift card to like Starbucks or Best Buy or something like that, I can't stand those. Can't stand them because I'm probably not going to remember to use it when I go to that place, whatever. If you're going to give me a gift card, just make it like a, a prepaid like Visa card that I can use anywhere, Amazon or wherever. It is. I got no problem with that. Yeah, um, but, but gift cards all too often get spent on just rudimentary, remedial, stupid things. And so that's, mm-hmm. again, that and cash does too, to an extent. Well, and that's so, why I think those are the worst. Personally, you don't really get anything, you know, to speak of. There is the argument. There is the argument that my daughter will use, who's 24. And I guess most people that are of that age, mm-hmm. money is great. They can pay rent, they can pay yeah. whatever. But she actually will say, like, you know, I'm going to say, you know, don't get me clothes. Like, 
give me a gift card and let me go pick out the clothes that I want. Clothes I could yeah. understand. Like like yeah. outerwear clothes, right? I mean yeah. underwear, yeah. underwear and socks. I mean, it's that's a pretty easy, pretty safe bet, but um at least for guys. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean, the younger crowd does seem to be, my kids are that way, of course, and it, the younger crowd seems to be more okay with the impersonalization of gift giving. Um, yeah. The, the older crowd truly adheres to, you know, the thought, it's the thought that they, counts. They, they I think enjoy stuff. thinking of something that, right. like, my daughter would never think about getting. Like, I, I know she would love. Yeah. But she wouldn't even think about it, you know what right. I'm saying? I'd be like, yep. holy shit, well, that's awesome, you know? Yep. Right. I enjoy that stuff. Yep. Um, and you know, one of the things that I got her, I think she's going to like that, you know? Yep. Um, now, um, Man Against the Masses says any Glock model, just kidding, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people that would agree with you. I'm not one of them, but there are a lot of people that they would think that if I was to give them a Glock, they'd be pissed about it. Even though they got a free gun, they'd be pissed about it as a Glock. There, there are people out there that think that way. So. Yeah. Maybe um, the same way with being given a new car or anything else or a new house. You gave me a new car, you, but you but you, but you gave me a what? blah, 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 you know. You gave me a Prius. I can't believe you gave me a brand new double wide. It's like, right. uh, okay. Okay. Uh, TJ says that socks and underwear are the main items I get. Same here, and I love it. Yeah. I'm very particular. I know it sounds crazy. I'm very particular in the underwear and socks that I wear. Mm. Um, but I get some every is year. There, I, I'm very appreciative of it. Is there any better feeling as far as, as, far as clothes like okay. things feel on your skin you know they oh you talk about silk and satin and you talk about all kinds of things not a big, there, not a big there, silk guy is there anything more wonderful than a pair of socks fresh out of the package like never been through the washing machine yes like yes uh, one one thing that's better a fresh pair of socks that just came out of the dryer love that I love, oh, especially in the wintertime. It's that's pretty good. Too. In the wintertime, well, if you get the wool socks and you put them in the dryer for a few minutes before you put them on in the mornings, yeah. oh, that's pretty good. I would have they're to caveat good. that by saying they they can't be too old. They still have to have some no, freshness no, no. to them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no. Because at some point, old socks, they just have a stale feeling whether they're warm or not. Mm -hmm. Yep. No, you're right. Now, tactical foot up there. He wins. He says, hand-me-down underwear might be the worst <laughs> gift. That's that's true. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Hand-me-down yeah. underwear might probably be the worst gift ever, yeah. uh, um, especially if it hasn't been washed before it was handed me down. So, um, yeah. Uh, F&H says, I use my CZ805 Bren 5.56 pistol for home defense. Nice. Nice. Um, Screaming Skull Saloon says, best Christmas present I ever got was my 1986 G.I. Joe Cobra Night Raven. Holy shit. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, let's see here. Nice. G23 says, absolutely nothing. Well, that, that, I guess if you're not going to get any gifts, that would be the worst gift is not getting anything. Um, I guess that could be. Some people would probably enjoy that, though. Um, you know. Uh, Buck out there says he's, 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 man, he's working double duty. He's, he's working both those channels right now. 
He said he had some silk underwear and kept sliding. Yeah, I, I'm not a big silk boxer guy. Um, yeah, no, uh, never, never did enjoy that. They, ride, like they tend to ride up in all the briefs. wrong places. Yeah, I, I wear boxer briefs, which are like the, the cotton ones, but they're long. Kind of, They look like uh, compression shorts almost, but they're long. Um, I really enjoy those. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those are fun. Um, as of right now, 49%. The good thing is, is you're right. I should have put out there with a caveat of cleaning supplies meant not gun cleaning supplies, but it looks like, it looks like the vast majority or at least 49% of the people understood that because 49% of the people voted cleaning supplies. And I doubt very seriously, they would say that gun cleaning supplies would be the worst Christmas gift. So 49% said cleaning supplies. Well, yeah. On the note of cleaning supplies, I got to argue that. And of course that wasn't my pick. So back in the days when my wife was doing extreme couponing, right? It was nothing. It was nothing for us. It was nothing for us to have like twenty cans of Lysol and thirty bottles of Spick and Span and and eighteen thousand rolls of of paper towels. And you you feel what I'm saying? Oh, um, I get it. You know, six thousand freaking buckets of Tide washing detergent. So we would literally go to. We've done this. We would go to uh, Walmart and get like a big laundry basket, right? And mm. actually fill it with laundry detergent cleaning supplies basically right and like every every family got a basket of cleaning supplies and actually that was one of the things most everybody was happy about because that stuff tends to be fairly expensive (laughs) and that's less of that you gotta buy and you're gonna have to buy that in the practical manner sure it's a great gift but buy that for me on wednesday not on christmas you know right Uh, 26% says the re-gift, um, 12% say underwear. I, I strongly disagree with that. Uh, 10% is scented candles and 3% say gift cards. So I think that the, the majority of the people like gift cards, obviously, uh, three, only 3% said it's the worst. Um, I'm surprised that more people like scented candles than they do underwear. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I would have picked scented candle myself. My wife might disagree with that, but for me, I'm the, definitely, definitely the only use. The only use for me for a candle period is if the lights are out. We yes. have no electricity, and, and I don't know what it smells. And like. in that instance, I care. I care not what it, it could be unscented. It could be whatever. I don't care. Don't care. Yeah. So this is going. I'm going to shill real quick. It's cold here. I just got came home and I had um, some hot chocolate waiting for me. If you guys, everyone, most people know that I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm not, I can't stand coffee, but I love me some hot chocolate. So trying out the new brand new to the market operator coffee now offers hot chocolate. And I'm going to admit it's freaking good. Um, Operator hot chocolate, operator coffee, hot chocolate. Really good, really good. Um, I make mine, or I make mine. I learned from my wife, and she makes it. Now I make it this way, but with milk. Milk and this cocoa powder. Don't have to add anything else. It is really good. 
you're out there and you like hot chocolate, go check out Operator Coffee. It is a veteran-owned business, if that means anything to any of you guys. And go check out Operator Coffee's hot chocolate. I am really enjoying it. And uh, I like what I like about it. Clover and I were talking beforehand. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty particular about my hot chocolate. I know that sounds really strange. And I get it. it. It probably is strange. But too many times, too many companies try to get too damn fancy with their hot chocolate. I want just regular cocoa hot chocolate. I don't need any dark chocolate or peppermint or any kind of weird flavors added to it. Just give me hot chocolate. That's why for so long, I just went with the old Swiss Miss hot chocolate because I knew what I was getting. It was not going to be fancy. It was just simple, straight up hot chocolate. But uh, this is pretty good because like, it's not it's not fancy. It's just straight up a really good, rich hot chocolate. Um, I know that you are a hot chocolate connoisseur as well. What's your favorite? Do you have a go to hot chocolate if you, if you had to pick one? Oh, I go my go to is just basic, man. I go you know as far as go to, I go to Swiss Miss with marshmallows. Yep. It's, it's yep. hard to go wrong, and from the price point and everything else. And, and you know what you're going to get. Like I said, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, and there's, you know, very consistent. And, and one thing I know, you know, there's this thing of do you drink it with milk? Do you drink it with water? Well, any packaged cocoa typically has powdered milk in it, which is good. Yeah. Um, but I find that with Swiss Miss, because milk is one of those things, especially whole milk. Uh, I mean, you can have, if you're trying to work through the keto thing, you can have like heavy whipping cream and some half and half and things like that, but like milk's almost out of the question. So, um, you know, I can incorporate some of that every now and then with the water and I find that Swiss, Swiss Miss has a, it seems to have a higher concentration of the powdered milk than some of the other brands. Oh, for shizzle. Yeah. Um, but I did tell you, I'm, I'm interested if anybody out there, since we're talking about hot chocolate, if anybody mm. out there has ever had hot chocolate from Starbucks, chime in out there. Cause I'm curious because I, I'm tempted to try that. My wife gets Starbucks really often and I never get anything. We just go by there and she gets our coffee. Uh, and I'm curious, I may start, you know, I may have to try it out and see what happens. Um, looking I'm pretty sure I thought I did so F and H says what's in the care packages you send to our men and women have you ever made a video detailing what's in a care package I'm almost positive I did I'm looking through my videos I'm almost positive we either did a video on it or had a a bunch of stuff on the, on the podcast about it. I can't really, I can't find it. It's probably one of the podcasts that we were talking about all that. Uh, Cause I went to like, I, re- I remember, I think it was on a podcast. So if you look back about this time last year in the armed citizen, it's probably in one of those, honestly, but um, there's websites out there that the DOD especially will put out kind of what, if you go like the DOD, just Google like DOD care packages and it'll it'll kind of update it regularly about what's being asked for um, from the, the troops over overseas and what they're looking for. Honestly, a lot of it is it's going to sound weird. And this goes back into kind of ironically what we're talking about with uh, the bad gifts. But 
a lot of times it's socks, underwear, uh, T-shirts, that kind of stuff. Socks and underwear especially. Um, and here's why. <laughs> it sounds bad. One, you don't have a lot to take. You, you don't have a lot. It's not like you can take you know 17 pieces of luggage with you when you go down range. You get a sea bag and maybe a duffel bag on top of that, pack back or something. So you don't have, you don't get to bring like a whole bunch of stuff. And so you're not sitting there with, you know, 30 pairs of socks, 30 t-shirts, 30 pairs of underwear and all that. Second of all, it sounds bad also, but it's not like you can just do laundry whenever the hell you want over there. So socks, underwear are big ones, um, stuff like that. Um, toothbrush, toothpaste, that kind of stuff. Do they have a, a little mini PX over there? They have like, a makeshift store, you know, and they'll bring supplies in that we can buy and all that stuff, but getting it, um, you know, toothbrush, toothpaste, stuff like that. Kind of the essential stuff is really, I mean, everything, anything is wonderful, but typically socks, underwear, toothbrush, toothpaste, stuff like that really go a long way really really go a long way so uh but yeah uh if you want to go over the just google uh dod care package contents and it will kind of tell you what everyone's kind of asking for and all that so uh maybe i should do another video i thought i made one but it must have been on a podcast but i, I probably should do one as far as what i sent i personally it sounds but i i don't send personal care packages over um i donate to organizations that do because they know exactly from command what they're needing and what they're wanting so i pay them and then they they have all these care packages they send over there um and they know exactly what people are looking for and sometimes people get to actually request what they want and it might be a personalized for you know clover tack that he asks for certain things and they can go out and get it. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. Um, and it's not that I, I don't want to make my own box. It's really comes down to, they, they know exactly what's needed at that time. So, uh, yeah, great question though. G 23, get out. Uh, you've been banned. He said, dark chocolate is the best hands down. You are absolutely outside your mind outside. You, you and my wife would get along. She loves like the dark chocolate. She likes the fancy shit hot chocolate though. Um, let's see here. Swiss Miss is the best. I like you, Buck. Gunpowder says, I got a scented candle for my birthday one year that was called Monkey Farts. No, it didn't smell like fart, but I love the name. That is a great name. I'd be interested to know what it did smell like. Uh, smells like juicy fruit. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Or are you just yeah. making that shit up? No, absolutely. 100, 100%. In fact, I said that out in the chat, and she was like, how'd you know that? And I'm like, because there was a local candle company that had put a display in my store for several years and yeah. they had that they had that candle that was one of theirs and it smells no kidding it smells like juicy fruit then i'd probably like is i love juicy fruit yeah uh sorry uh let's see here um uh, go down here Gunpowder says Starbucks hot chocolate is legit. We get it for the kids. Now you that's ironic because you and I were just talking about that a couple nights ago. It's want hot chocolate. I've never had Starbucks hot chocolate. Yeah. Uh, do, have, 
at the time, I don't think you had it. Have you gone in the last few days? I still, and I still haven't. I mean, maybe if we run into town this weekend, I may have to finally break down and give it a try. I was asking Gunpowder yeah. Beauty out there, what did they do? Because I know they have all kinds of fancy, fancy stuff. And sure. it looks yeah. like it looks like my go-to is going to be their signature hot chocolate without all the whipped cream. I could care less about all the whipped cream junk. Yeah, on top I don't mind it. whipped cream at times, but I don't want whipped cream that's going to hide the taste of the hot chocolate. Yeah. Okay, so my wife brought this to me. This is her favorite. It's Dutch style, and it's called Citavo. Anybody ever heard of Citavo? That's my wife's favorite hot chocolate. Um, it's good. I'm not going to, but every now and then she'll mix like dark chocolate or something into it. And I, I, I can't do that shit. Can't do it. Just can't. Oh, okay. She's, you don't have to drink it. Well, now that I have my own, I won't have to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not a big dark chocolate fan. So. so there was, there used to be one. Um, and I, I haven't been able to hardly to find it here anymore. Somebody out there may know what I'm talking about, but it was called Butternut. Uh, it was in a brown package. It was kind of like that one you showed, except for it had, it had a white coffee cup on the front. And I think Butternut, the mm -hmm. name was in, in like a yellow. And that was my favorite for the longest. Um, but it was a little bit, you know, had a little different flavor than Swift's Mist. But um, uh, yeah, for the last, last couple of years, may just been a regional thing. Uh, but I, and it, it was around forever, ever since I was little, I can remember that hot chocolate. And then all of a sudden it disappeared and I haven't seen it in stores anywhere. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I mean, I'll try yeah. it. Let's try it. You know, it's hard to fuck up hot chocolate unless you yes, try to, really you know, now G out there says that dark chocolate is for adults. Milk chocolate is candy for kids. I must be a kid. Because um, I do not like dark chocolate, and I love me some milk chocolate. I can handle dark chocolate, like in confections and you know certain things. So, like if you took like a regular hot chocolate and you dissolved maybe a little bit of dark chocolate in it or something like that, I might be okay with that. But just eating a candy bar that's dark chocolate or something, I can't do that. I'm, I'm not a chocolate guy, um, like, so I don't I don't like chocolate in general. Yeah, I, uh, I like. Chocolate cake and brownies and stuff like that, um, but I I don't I don't do chocolate. Like when I'll do um, when I'll do something like let's say coconut macaroons or whatever, right? I always uh, the bottoms and then on uh, it's I smear dark chocolate and then drizzle a little bit on the top. Uh, but there's an offset, right? There's a lot of yeah. Yeah, G says oh. butternut is a squash. Clover was drinking hot squash juice. Ah, and that was not chocolate. No, it's not. In fact. Here, for those that are curious, because I'm a mod, I can do it. I'll drop a link to what I'm talking about, where this is at, so don't buy it from that place or anything. But I just typed it in just to see, and apparently that website's got, you can order it on the internet still. Discountcoffee.com, whatever that is. Uh, now, I'll tell you what my, uh, my wife does with her hot chocolate is, you know, we, we cook it on the stove with the milk, boil the milk and all of that. And once that kind of starts to boil, she'll remember before you start boiling, she'll take uh, like chocolate chips, mm -hmm. a bag, of chocolate, and she'll pour some chocolate chips in the milk and let it melt into the milk while it's boiling and all that. And then you dump the hot chocolate powder and all that. But adding some um, chocolate chips is really, really good, too. Mm 
Um, are you saying you don't like German chocolate cake? I'm. It's exactly what I'm saying. I do not like German chocolate cake. I like chocolate cake, like just regular old chocolate cake. I like like chocolate cupcakes, brownies, but that's pushing the limits of what I'll eat chocolate wise. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just not a chocolate guy. So the only thing, the only thing that's not, that's different about a German chocolate cake other than a regular chocolate cake. Well, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different chocolate, obviously, but a different chocolate but and the frosting and all of that stuff. But that's just, toppings. that's just coconut and, and pecans. Like coconut. Uh, well, there you go. I don't like pecans. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I don't necessarily dislike pecans. I don't mind pecans in something, but I'm not going to just sit around and eat pecans. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I like German chocolate cake. That, yeah, that might, that my might be my loved it. That might be my favorite cake. Yeah, my my might dad, be. my dad liked German chocolate cake and he liked coffee cake. Yeah, coffee cake. I can. It's what it is. Every now and then, I have to be in the mood, but I can. Uh-huh. I can stand a, a, a piece of coffee cake every now and then. Yeah. All right. So, man, yeah, we, we went down that rabbit hole for 45 minutes, didn't we? Um, always do. Always do. But uh, we're going to we'll go back into it. But we're going to talk a little bit about tonight is uh, maximizing your time at the range. And we're, we're talking not not for people like Clover who can literally walk out his back door and he's on his range. But for people like the normal folk like me and most everybody else that have to go to a shooting club or go to a range and, um, you know, it's not in your backyard and all that. And people that might have to work a lot or whatever, and, and you don't get to go to the range as much as you would like, how can we maximize our time? But before we get into that, I, I do want to go in and, and talk a little bit about, uh, so um, Sunday, me and Gun Loving Grandpa, or, or the Tactical Fud, I'm not sure which one he is right now out there, but and then another buddy of mine, Hans, we're out to the range, just shoot, and it was wonderful just to shoot, and wasn't doing a review video, wasn't, it was, we were just shooting, and uh, shot several different guns and all of that, just working on on stuff and it was it was wonderful but you know i started thinking about maximizing your time whether it's one hour or two hours or three hours whatever you're going to have at the range you know depending on what you want to get done trying to maximize and get the most out of that range session because you you may not know when the next time it might be a month or two before you get a chance to go to the range again so maximizing your time uh, one thing I do want to talk about is as I was on the phone last week with Clover and I got an email from USCCA saying it was time to renew my RSO certification, which was nice because I totally would have forgotten about it had they not sent that reminder. So thank you, USCCA, for that. And I know that you're an NRA RSO and a lot of people are. Uh, whether it doesn't matter if you're NRA or USCCA, that's something that... Um, I wish more people would would go through and get certified. Um, you know, you can never have too many RSOs out there. And um, if you if if you have one RSO out there, then um, it depends on how many people out there. It could get you know, that's a lot of people for them to watch, whatever. So I just I'm one of those things, and I know that you're an RSO, and I'm sure that you would recommend it as well. But I would recommend. Um, I don't know how much NRA is. I really don't even remember how much the USCC. I got it years ago. I want to say it was like a hundred dollars 
for the RSO class, USCCA. But the yeah. great thing about USCCA, I don't know, maybe NRA is the same. I'll let you talk about that in a second. But with USCCA is every year after that, you had to renew it every year, but every year renewal is free. So, I mean, you could go 25 years and continue that renewal certification of RSO and you don't have to spend another dime after that initial uh, class. So I don't know if NRA does that as well, but you know, it, it, it's, it's a minimal expense to, to really, really, you know, RSOs are an extremely important part of the gun community, especially at ranges. And I think there's, I think there's not enough of them. And if there are out there, no one's saying they are, but I think that's been something that, um, you know, that might be a pretty cool present to give someone is an NRA or a USCCA RSO certification class for Christmas. That'd be kind of cool. More people we can get out there. Great. And it's, it's not a big deal, but I just thought I'd mention that because I, like I said, I had to go through my recertification this weekend and, and all that, but uh, NRA, do you remember how much it costs? Is, is, is it cost every year or, or how does that work? NRA, um, now it, it may have changed since I have done it as far as the first time or something like that. But uh, no, you take it and it's two years. Um, okay. So, yeah. So G gotta, was like, is it five years? No, but it's two years. No, it's two. Uh, well, I like I said, unless it's changed, uh, the yeah. first time has changed. Now the renewal part has definitely not changed because that's still yeah. every two years but i mean the first time you take it is it good for five, five. now i mean it could, could be, be but it's 30 bucks for renewal yeah so g says nra rso is 125 dollars that's the class put the link out there that's the class, the class. Yeah. and that that's also the class yeah but, but i don't know what link he's got but that also depends on who you're taking it from and stuff too true true yeah, uh, I I think I said I think I think the USCCA was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and G says I don't know that um, if you standard. do not pass the course the first time you'll be able to take the test two more. Honestly, I don't know about USCCA. I mean, I've never not passed it. I'm not trying to like just I I, I don't know what happens if you don't pass. I'm assuming it's probably the same thing. You're gonna get yeah it, it different times. So it holds like 80% or something like that to pass the USCCA exam. So with, with NRA, it's going to depend on, again, on the instructor. And yeah. if you go through who I went through, there's no possible way you're not going to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting though, this year, uh, because of, I guess the, the cough, cough thing, um, the class is done online and instead of having to go to the range and do your scenario work, um, what they did this year is they filmed different, like four or five different scenarios and you have to watch videos on the scenarios because they didn't want, they're not doing them in person right now, which I think is interesting. All right. Um, so see here. C4 Sarge is out there. What's up, Sarge? Uh, G says, G you got a link out there. You always do. I don't know why you just don't jump in. Uh, he said students must complete all six lessons in a short electronically administered test with a 90% pass rate in order to be certified NRA range safety officer. That's so there you way go. different than when I took it then. Is it? Yeah. Because it was um, not six. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't six lessons because it was maybe a half a day of maybe of uh, of class time. It didn't take that yeah. long. It was, I'm going to say, so I'm going to say six hours maybe of class time. And yeah. then maybe that was their, maybe the sections or whatever is what they're calling the lessons though, right? Maybe, yeah, um, probably. 
But that's about what it is in USCCA as well. My test was written in on a Scantron type thing, so that was not electronic. So maybe they uh, changed it. Yeah. Uh, C4. Sorry, out there. Dog Dog Night Super Chat. Thank you, brother. Banana bread before bed makes the beast sleep. Banana bread's not terrible. I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. But uh, banana bread and milk, possibly I could go with that. Um, but yeah, G, uh, G says you can do it all online now from the website. Um, so he said he's still working. So here's why he's not jumping on us. I get I'd it. rather do, I'd rather do in person. I mean, it had it to do over again in the way yeah. I did it. I'd much rather do it in person. Not only do I think it was cheaper, um, but the extra, the amount of extra that was put into the course, sure. um, sure. especially when it comes to, uh, talking about uh, medical scenarios, various scenario range scenarios and safety scenarios and things. Um, sure. There was just a lot. And, and instructors are going to do that. That's why everybody's course is going to be a little bit different. And some instructors are better for some people than others. Yep, no doubt. Um, now, as far as being an RSO, RSOs are, are we all know they're very, very, very important. And because we, we always want people to have a safe, fun experience at the range but um i just thought about this while you were talking and 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 i know that people out there especially um weekends or something everyone's trying to find maybe a a way to possibly generate another revenue stream even if it's just a little bit here and there for whatever maybe you're trying to save it for a gun um you know if you're an rso there are ranges out there that hold competitions that are always looking for rso's and sometimes they'll pay 25 50 100 bucks a day to come rso a match and that might be a way you know that you do that for a few weeks and you've got that gun that you're looking at or whatever so it, it could yeah. generate but more importantly it is something out there that i think that that uh, the more rso's that are out there the more vigilant we're going to be at the range everyone's going to be you know, looking around and, and making sure. So, like I said, it's not a big deal. I just thought about it because um, I got that email. I, I didn't realize it. I, I totally forgot. I, mean, I knew it was the end of the year, but I just totally forgot that, hey, I need to renew that. Um, so. Well, I'll tell you how out of touch I am is when you posted that. I didn't even know that USCCA had such a thing because back when I oh, got okay. mine, yeah, sure. mine was a prerequisite to go through all the coach training for – Absolutely for youth shooting sports, right? That was a prerequisite, mm-hmm. and it Absolutely. had to be NRA, and it was specific emphasis that it had to be NRA. But I don't even know at the time if you that was decades ago, right? So there may yeah. have not even been USCCA back then. I don't, I don't know. Um, so it'd be interesting to know if that's the case now, because I've been mm-hmm. out of it for what five or six years now. So, um, and I know they've changed stuff up a lot, and so be interesting mm-hmm. to see if what the requirements are now for that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Sarge says take a tactical emergency casualty course, uh, care class. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I was last night, yeah. uh, 26 people showed up and we did a, uh, a stop the bleed class last night. So I was really happy to see 26 people. Um, I was expecting so, 10 to 15, but having 26 people show up to do a stop the bleed class, I was really excited about that. So it's great. So I, I get that, and I'm not going to discourage that at all. Take take all the classes you can take. 
Yeah. But sure. from my perspective, the one that was more beneficial for me is mm-hmm. I took a, and it just so happens that the local people that did the American Heart Association, they did the uh, CPR first aid, mm-hmm. also had an outdoor, emergency outdoor first aid. And Completely different class, which is awesome. So, so for me, negligent discharge somebody getting shot on the range dealing with 200 kids out there because of the control that everybody had over the range and other things that was a highly unlikely event however kids getting into fire ants poison oak snake bit blah 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 blah, breaking a leg tripping in a gopher hole and breaking a leg right that was more you know more likely and more pressing so i went that route and it was not a requirement that was the crazy thing too is with all of my coaching stuff, medical never was a requirement. That's something I took upon sure. myself to go do. It is interesting. It uh, is interesting. I didn't even know until I, because I was like, okay, I really need at least CPR, right? It's like, you, you at least need that. And they were like, well, we've got a combo CPR first aid. And then I got, I said, oh, well, that might be good, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, oh, well, we've got this too. And I was like, well, just give me the whole yep. package then. <laughs> yeah, you do CPR, you got first aid, you got the defibrillator. And it's something that people, I think that that's usually a free class as well. Go, go get training how you run a defibrillator, stop the bleed, um, some kind of a, a casualty, an outdoor, an outdoor casual first aid would be a great one. Anything that you can do, because here's the thing, and that's kind of what we were explaining to the people last night, is <laughs> there's a less than 1% chance that in your lifetime you'll have to utilize Stop the Bleed at a gun range, at our, at our, at our shooting club. Oh, yeah. Um, 99% of the chance of you having to use it is driving down the road, seeing a car accident. Someone getting hurt, falling out of a tree, and their and their bone sticks out, and they you're gushing blood, or you know, there's all sorts of things that happen outside of the gun community that have nothing to do with guns. That you'll probably have to use a stop the bleed or a casualty class, a trauma class, yeah. um, that has nothing to do with gunshot wounds or casualties or anything like that. So um we want people to to get that mindset of and i said this before and and you've heard me say it a ton you know i'm all for everyone that wants to and is able to mentally and and physically to make that decision to carry conceal carry every day of their lives there are just some people that aren't built for it uh they're mentally just not ready prepared to take a life that's cool but that doesn't mean that they can't be a service to the community like you said, go take a CPR, a first aid, a defibrillator, a trauma class. Uh, learn how to work a tourniquet with a stop the bleed right. class and, and all of that. Because well, at that point, you know, if, if someone gets nicked with their femoral artery, you've got four to four minutes, let's say on average, before you bleed out. Typically, there an EMT will not be anywhere in four minutes. No. So if you learn how to stop the bleed and all of that stuff, you literally could save someone's life. And, yeah. uh, and if you don't want to carry a gun, maybe you carry a tourniquet on you or you carry a first aid kit, an IFAC or something. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people doing that. Uh, yeah, and Sarge says a lot of people getting hurt in their own kitchen. Absolutely. You know, the great thing about an Israeli bandage and a tourniquet and all that, those are designed to be able – it's not easy, don't get me wrong, but it's designed to be able to administer on yourself. Yep. Yeah. So, absolutely. I, 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 I'm going to cut you off several times. I go to I my – 
So, go ahead. So, you know, talking about working outside or, you know, in the work, in the workshop or whatever, I go into my med bags far more than I go into the bathroom and the medicine cabinet. Far more. You know, why? Yeah. Because I put all those together. I know what all is in there, right? And if I get hurt, Man-aids, I know, I know exactly. It's time management, right? Instead of That's going right. to the bathroom and digging, you know, I can go right to that bag and know exactly where everything's at and I can do whatever I need to do right then and there. Um, yep. You know what I was going to say? You were talking about less than a one percent chance that you ever utilize that. That's not that's not an actual factual statistic. It's, by it's the way, slim. That's right? just it's me. Slim, it's slim to none. We yeah, know that, right. right? Without putting a number on right. it, we know it's slim to none that you'll ever ever utilize that in your lifetime, right? right. If you're not in that in a profession, right? Talking sure. about for the average citizen, no doubt. Uh, however, what are the percentages you save a life in the event? in the slim event you have to, what are the percentages you actually end up saving that life? I got to think they're pretty high, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, it's a trade-off and and I'll say something else. And this from just working with a fire department and it's, it's, man, it's a sad thing, especially when you're not in the military, you're not in the medical, you're not like Sarge out there, you know, you're not a first responder or anything like that. And I guess I was to an extent um, with the fire department, but um, even in that case, um, Sometimes you get on a scene and there, there's nothing you can do but offer comfort. I mean, it's no, it. no, no doubt, hundred percent. That's it. Hundred percent. It's so such a bad thing to to watch somebody pass away, and it's like that's all you can do. That's all yeah. you can do. It's just um, reassure them that it'll be okay, and you know it's okay. Just just breathe. You know, people are on their way. Let them know people are on their way. That's all you can do. That's right. Uh, mandatory carry five dollars super chat thanks brother says keep fighting build a get home bag remember that nine or 17 is coming and there are four lights trick tracks unite um yeah get home bag phenomenal I, i've got one in my truck i think most people have at least something at least a first aid kit or a trauma kit I don't know. And, and people don't understand there is a, a a very very much a difference between a first aid kit and a trauma kit and I suggest you go get both North American survival. I think it's what it's called North American. I don't know. Whatever that's North Americans where I get most of my supplies from. They're great, decent prices, really quality stuff. But, the, you know, get a first aid kit and get a trauma kit. Two completely different items is people think that a first aid kit is a trauma kit. Or if you buy a trauma kit, it's going to be everything all inclusive. That's not necessarily the case. Trauma kit are usually going to have, um, you're going to have like some, some chest seals you're going to have a tourniquet you're going to have like an israeli bandage you're going to have gauze you're going to have shears you'll have um maybe some quick some quick clot first aid kit's going to be exactly what you think it is band-aids some gauze some ibuprofen or whatever north american rescue that's it thank you g um get both get a first aid and a trauma just put them in your car and you'll always have them no matter where you go um yeah north american is great stuff that's what most of my stuff is uh you can go get a basic first aid kit at walmart and be fine if you're gonna get a trauma kit i suggest going to get a good one yeah um and my medic is a good one that's great the two d23 but i'm all, all of my um important stuff is from north american i have never had a problem with it. and i'm not saying they're, they're the best i'm saying that i've that's who i well, use and they and, have never, they've never done me wrong with prices and quality. So, um, USNER Doc, who used to be on uh, yeah. YouTube, I don't know if you, you've met him, I'm sure. Yeah, um, sure. He's got his own, what is it, AMP 
amp plus or something like that and he's got some pretty good they've got some pretty good kits and i mean that's yeah. a that's a navy doc that's put that together so you know it's a lot of thoughts yeah. been, been put into that but yeah to your to your point about you know there's no sense with the you know you can buy the little they're in a little white box i think it's johnson and johnson little first aid oh yeah little little plastic they're, yeah, like absolutely. they're literally like a dollar and if you don't have one of those in every drawer in your workshop in your glove box in your toolbox in your i mean you need those all over the place i've got these and you get them for about a dollar at walmart maybe two dollars uh -huh. i've got a ton of these yeah just all over the place and I actually had to get a band-aid out a couple of days ago for my wife. But I mean, it's just, it's basic, simple first aid kit. The first aid kit, you can get away with a basic first aid kit. But when you start talking trauma kits and all of that, if you're going to buy a tourniquet, can you get tourniquets pretty cheap on Amazon? Yep, you can. Um, well, spend an extra few dollars and, and get one that you're sure are going to work, <laughs> you know, right? Um, or at least get one from Amazon put it to the test and if it works go order more um yeah. but you know tourniquets and trauma kits are you can you can get a lot done with a bunch of gauze an israeli bandage and a tourniquet you can save yeah. lives with those three items so so all of my what i was going to say is all of my stuff uh, I'm mm -hmm. not against any of the, we talked about USN ER docs, my medics, good stuff. I will agree. Uh, they all have good stuff, but that's a generic kit, right? And so yeah. just like, even if you're talking about Aegis gun care, right? And their field kit, it's a great kit, but there's yeah. things you're going to want to add. Um, Absolutely. And, and it's the same no thing. You're going to end up, if you, if you do it right, you're going to customize. Like I was talking about mm -hmm. with outdoor care, there's all types of ointments and salves and different things that I carried, right? For stings for mm -hmm. you know rashes for whatever it might be um there's all kinds of things that i carried that you know you couldn't possibly nobody could possibly build a kit that had sure. all that right because that's a situational type thing so pay attention to where you travel pay attention to what you're doing um and certain identify certain potential hazards um and tailor your first aid kits your trauma kits your things like that tailor them uh, and that cuts down on a lot of waste too, right? You don't have to go into Walgreens and buy three of everything on the shelf. If you do that, uh, just make, yeah. make little notes throughout your, your daily life and stuff. And then after a couple of weeks go, okay, looks like I probably need these items and these items and these items the most and focus on those. Yeah. Mandatory curious. He packed three first aid kits in his get home bag. Bought him at Sportsman's Warehouse, and Papa Carey bought him a tourniquet. So you can get the basics. You can probably put together a really good trauma kit. Now, one thing that they usually leave out of trauma kits, and I wish they would, but you can get them for cheap on Amazon, probably even at Walmart. I don't know if they made it at Walmart, but I know you can on Amazon. Um, and and they're, they're the reflective uh, warmth, the heat. Kind of, oh, they, yeah. It's like, like aluminum emergency, foil. like it. And it's an emergency blanket, and it's like aluminum foil, but what that does is that keeps the body because what's the one thing that happens when you lose blood? Uh -huh. um, you get cold, but more importantly, behind the blood loss and trauma, the second biggest reason for death behind the actual blood loss is hypothermia. And so if you're able to do straight compression or you have a tourniquet, but you know, you do compression and you're able to wrap that person with those heat blankets, that's going to help a lot, but you don't see those emergency blankets in trauma kits very often, but that's something, if you get yep. a trauma kit that doesn't have one of those, 
go get one of those because that's for some reason I don't know why, but that's usually left out of them and they're cheap. And they take up zero space. They really do. Zero space. Um, another another thing. So another real quick, a use for the that that yeah. the the space blanket is what I always called it. But yeah. a use for that is what if it's raining, right? Somebody could hold that, right? Or two people could hold that over somebody while they were being yeah, no. worked on. I and mean, that would certainly help a lot too. So there's a lot of Absolutely. uses for that. But along that lines of rain, weather, things like that. Uh, and another thing is that is cheap, like those emergency blankets, is the ponchos, is the little yep. little plastic yep. ponchos. And so those are a good thing, too. Um, if nothing else to wrap, if it's raining or something like that, and you've got the gauze on, you get everything dressed, right? You could wrap then that, that plastic poncho around. You could also use it to keep yourself from getting wet or whatever, but you, know, you could wrap that around to keep the dressing and everything from getting wet so you could transport that person. So they're, they're handy too. No more expensive than they are. Cause I mean, you can get, I've got some here that no kidding. I think I gave a quarter a piece for them and I bought like 10 yeah, of sense. them. Yeah, I mean, I literally bought, them. bought 10 into them in a box. Cause I'm like, crap, a quarter a piece. I'll take those. Yeah. Yeah, those those there's a lot of stuff that um yeah, what's what does that say? Yeah, sorry. Yep, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's this blood loss takes body heat with it. Absolutely. Um, like I said, behind the actual loss of blood in a trauma situation, behind the actual loss of blood, um the hypothermia is probably gonna be the second reason why people would die. And you know, do it. Yeah. this turned it this weird. This turned into we were talking about productive range or something and it turned into a medical chat but another thing is this is productive at the range as well you know another thing to think about when you're putting these kits together is ease of accessibility and let me tell you what i mean everything in my kits um is pretty easy to access in other words i'll put on fairly bulky gloves or something like that right Mm -hmm. to be able to simulate not getting a good grip or whatever the case may be and all of my stuff is able to be i got everything in the way i do it is i use organize my stuff in ziploc bags and then i put duct tape uh tabs on like the lips or whatever the ziploc bag that way i don't have to try to fish and open anything it's just rip and go yep uh bucks says he got his from the funny bunny in tulsa absolutely it was they got good stuff um mandatory carry love this guy he says also space space blankets hide your ir signature if you want but that's not helpful if you're trying to get rescued <laughs> this is true in a lot of different ways um gizzard gary says whatever you do get yourself a good trauma kit worst case scenario it's the best 50 bucks you ever wasted uh, absolutely um and and, and and i promise you it's kind of like what clover was saying and sorry and everyone else out there saying that basic great little $50 $70 trauma kit you're going to add things you know you're going to want to get if it comes with a tourniquet it's never a bad idea to have six of them you never know I mean you never want to have you never want to have to because let's be real about it I don't know if any of you guys have ever had to deal with this but there are going to be some injuries that are going to require more than one, even maybe yeah. more than two tourniquets on someone. Yeah. Let's just be real. Um, so having a, a nice amount of tourniquets available to you, it's like put them in a backpack. Now, You're not going anywhere, you know. And, and, and they don't expire. That's a great thing about tourniquets. Right. They don't. They don't expire. You know. Now this might not be. I mean, I don't know. When you get medical, I mean, I'm not the greatest at medical, and this yeah. might not be 
other people might disagree with this, but I typically have a good a, a good tourniquet, and then I, what I call a good tourniquet anyway, and then I get several of those the band type like the SWAT tees or whatever they are. So um, I have like that one is a little rat tourniquet. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I have like, like those, and yeah. then I have like the yeah. band type. Yeah, the so you have rifle. yeah so you've got there's several different kinds i only use two kinds i i keep that rat on my rifle i've got a couple of rats which is rapid applied tourniquet right and then most of the time when you hear tourniquet what most people think about it, it's it's a cat uh it's called a cat tourniquet and and that's what most people when they think of a tourniquet is what it is right. uh, but yeah they've, they've got like four or five other different types and it's all going to work the same. We're all it's yeah. all there to stop the the bleed and all that. Well, the um, the no, band first aid kit expires. Maybe tourniquets do not. Is what I'm saying. Tourniquets do not. You can have as many tourniquets in your bag as well, you want. Or, or depending on how what it, it is. Right? Well, how's like the, for example, right? It depends on how it's kept. Is what I was going to say because. Okay. If you're talking about like the SWAT tees, like I'm talking about, which is the wide rubber band stuff, sure. and I, I have those as additional, right? Or if I, or if I, if I need to go someplace, like oftentimes for like shot show or something like that, I want yep. minimal, minimal bag space and weight and stuff like that. And a lot of times I'll carry one of those instead, right? Um, just because it's it's less bulky, it weighs less, yep. smaller, all that. But here's the thing: they're they're now they are sealed in a package. But still, all of that is plastic, and they're basically a rubber band. And depending on hot and cold and how they're kept and stuff like that, um, I mean, sure. I mean, could they last forever? Yeah. But, you know, will they really? I mean, being like a rubber material and stuff like that, I mean, 20 years from now, depending on how you've kept them, are they really going to be good? Or are you going to stretch those around a, a, you know, a, an area when you need to and try to pull them tight and they rip or something? So... Um, I, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, be, be mindful of the situations that your stuff is, is put through, um, and how much time, because a lot of people don't think about that, right? They're like, oh, I've, you know, I, you know, I've got a med kit. Well, how long have you had that? Or I've got a, uh, a trauma kit, or I've got a first aid kit and that's great. But how long has that stuff been in there? And it is could the quality degrade on any of it i mean it's it's possible sure, that's not and they, but that's also, and that's also do that. don't get a tourniquet from amazon either well this is I mean, true you can but go get it you know go, if you want to spend you know 25 dollars for a good tourniquet instead of getting six for 20 dollars right off amazon, but i know. mean band-aids are gonna uh, after a while you know, even kept in, in optimal conditions, band-aids are just not going to be sticky anymore. Sure. You know, I mean, there's just well, things are going to happen. But it's not something you have to replace every year or no, every definitely. month. That's what definitely I'm saying. Is uh, yeah. You can yeah, no, definitely not. not have to worry about them for a little while. Yeah, know? I'm just saying, don't put it up. And then, you know, every, every few years, you know, if you're. Well, I think you should pull your stuff out every year, at least, if nothing else. And then just to pull it out and. and go through it you know and to do that i do mine pretty regular because i keep medications now it's not a good idea to administer administer medications to anybody um no especially if they're not cognitive because you don't know what they're allergic to you don't know uh, what other medications they're on that might not work you know now you know i've been on the range and again i've got medications and somebody go and i think heck i think even it shows or something you've asked for stuff and you know I hand it to you. You open the bottle. You get them it's out. On me. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I have some, I'll do that, but I'm not handing you two pills or something. I'm not doing it. Nope. Yeah. If you're not uh, capable of making that decision and taking them yourself, then I can't help you. No doubt. G's got a great idea, you know, doing that once a year type yep. thing or once every couple yep. years, take totally. your old kit, practice and train with them and then buy a new one. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Yep. It's a great one. And that's a good use for sutures if you've got, uh, if you if that, yeah, that's something true. you keep around, um, you know, take those things out and, and practice because they will eventually, most of the suture kits, they're in a solution and most, most of the time it'll get, they'll get dry, they'll dry out. So, yeah, but you can take those well, and just dunk them in some water or anything to practice with, you know. Yeah. You know, you and I have had this discussion, I don't know if it's privately or on a chat. I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it publicly also, but you know, the tourniquet that I carry on on my person with me, um, I get into some heat about this, but people, you know, there's there's a big thing about if you carry a tourniquet, who's it for? And I'll say that the tourniquet that's on my body is for me. Yeah. Like if I'm hurt, I want someone to know they come up to me, you check my pant pocket and I'll have a tourniquet in there for me. Now, obviously, if I'm, somewhere and i need an extra tourniquet or whatever someone needs a tourniquet i'm not going to sit there and say well no you can't have this one because this is for me i'm obviously it's right. for anyone but right. ultimately the one that i keep on my person is for me because i don't trust that people are going to have one if i'm in an accident or something and i need a tourniquet very few people are carrying tourniquets these days so you know what if someone knows how to use one or whatever tourniquets in my you know my right cargo pocket and now they've yeah. there's a tourniquet for them to use on me. Um, so you know it was it was great because there was something was said last night. Because um, so it's gonna you know tourniquets are gonna hurt. Okay, let's just be real; they're gonna hurt even when you train with them and you're not stopping the actual blood flow. They still hurt when you start twisting and all of that. But it was a great thing that was said last night. Guy said, um, "I can always get pain medicine, but I can't get any more blood." So if it's going to hurt, let it hurt. You know, I was like, that's a, that's a great way of saying it. You know, it's going to hurt you for a few minutes, but I can get you some pain medicine for that pain. I can't get you any more blood right now. You know, right. <laughs> so yep. that's, that was a great thing. As someone said last night, I thought I was, I want to use that, you know? So, um, mandatory carry out there. He's talking about diabetics and insulin and that, and that leads yeah, to a good, a good point, um, of something that when you're talking about your, your med bag, your kit, your whatever, that I don't know how other people feel, but I fall into this category. Water, drinking water, like definitely uh, like sa water. saline, definitely saline for cleaning stuff too, but legitimate drinking water that's usually rotated. Um, and then uh, power bars, you know, uh, they make diabetic candies sure. and stuff. Um, I will have those now. Those are the same things that I won't administer. You know, if somebody says, you know, you, you, do you need a water or you do, you know, they look dehydrated or, you know, they look like their blood sugar is low or what, you know, I'll offer, but I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, not going to administer anything. So having some type of food like that, yeah, I'm going to uh, say, here you, I'll give someone a water because water is not really going to hurt. But when it comes to food or medicines, like I've got this to choose from, I'm going to put this. Use what you want. Take what you yep. want. There it is. 
I'm yeah. not telling you to do anything. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have my stuff, like I said, all organized in bags. So usually I'll just hand them the bag. They'll be like, well, I've got a headache. And I'll, well, I've got probably got something for that. And I will give them the entire bag. And they're going to fish out the bottle. They're going to open the bottle. They're going to, you know, I'm not even going to know how many they take. So, you know, a plausible deniability. Yeah. Uh, the mandatory carrier says he carries candy because baby girl Carrie is type 1 diabetic. But you know what your daughter can and can't have and can handle. A total stranger isn't going to know that information. So, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, if and I'm sure that you would administer the the stuff for your own family, but yeah, you're not going to administer to me. Same thing is you know exactly what your daughter can well, and can't and how much. I would. Um, your I would your wife probably would. Yeah. So I would be comfortable with close friends and things of that nature. But you know, we're right. talking a total stranger, a stranger. just yeah. an acquaintance or something that you run into. We're just you pull up into a highway that's in a car accident, even if it's a first name basis first name basis yeah. and i see them multiple times a week in the grocery store right, right. it's like no no just no now if it's somebody that comes over and hangs around in the house all the time and you know comes over to the barbecues and i we go over to their house and visit and that sort of situation then at that point maybe yeah we're, we're an hour and 20 into this i'm not even going to start maximizing we'll do that next week um because i'm really liking this conversation we're having with medical trauma all that stuff because this is just as important as anything else. Uh, so I want to ask out there that people are listening. We've talked a lot about some of the different items in either a first aid kit or a trauma kit or whatever you want to call it. Um, I want to know from people out there, what do you guys, is there something that you guys carry or, or keep in your vehicles or would recommend that we haven't talked about that might be something that would be good? And I'll ask Clover the same thing. You know, for the stuff we've talked about, is there anything else that, that you would suggest people might want to carry in there? Tampons and not for the reason okay. that they're created. But yeah, absolutely. That's the only so, reason I've ever bought tampons. I just, let me, let me put that out there. But yeah. Yeah. So, that's a wonderful thing because the big what most people don't realize is the biggest thing with let's let's just take stop the bleed okay what you're trying to do is stop the bleeding obviously but what else are you trying to do you're trying to get that natural clot okay because that natural clot is what's going to help stop the bleed um and sometimes it's harder to get that clot to go so sometimes and people think oh use pressure use a tourniquet no they're you can, you can literally, if there's a cavity and so you can stuff gauze into that cavity and that will help clot stuff, help the clot start and all that. But a tampon, you know, anything that you can do that might help the process of soaking up that blood and creating uh, a clot somehow, some way um, is wonderful. He said I bad was- advice. I'm not sure why gun, he said bad advice. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, probably tampons. And I mean, there's they are there's not the, for first aid. There's debate one way or the other, but um, for like you smaller, for smaller cuts and especially cuts in weird places um, and especially in nosebleeds, because that happens too. Um, especially nosebleeds happen a lot, especially, especially if you're out in the heat, uh, sinus cavities can, can dry out and stuff and you get people with nosebleeds. Uh, yeah. And a little, so, a little piece of. Uh, here's where I'm going with the thing. Also, is he says it's not going to stop the bleed or clot. I understand that, but what's the one thing that you've got to do before you even stop the bleed? You've got to get the existing blood out of that area. 
that can absolutely, a tampon can absolutely help you clear away any blood that's already left that wound. Yeah. That's exactly what it could be used for. Because you pull a tampon, you can go pull a, a rag or a t-shirt out of the back of your truck. Now, honestly, does it matter at that point? No. You'd like it to be sanitized, but at that point, if, if you've got a, a, a t-shirt that you wore throughout yeah. the day, then you're going to use that. But if you have tampons or you have something that's sealed that you can yeah. help and try to get that blood away to sanitize, it hasn't been used, we're not worrying about any bacteria and infection at that point. So that's where yeah. we're going with. You can we're not also, saying stuff the crevice with a tampon, but you can utilize it in that search for getting that blood stopped in a clod. Well, what I like is the versatility. And, I, and, and again, we're talking a lot of outdoor stuff. We're, so we're talking a lot of cut and scrape and different things like that. But um, one of the other things is is the ability to be able to cut, easily cut and and maneuver the sizes you need right we're not talking mm -hmm. about taking a, a full-size tampon and you know necessarily use that. Hole, maybe no. you maybe you just need a little th three-quarter inch chunk of it or something like that is really all you need so gee i'm gonna say this right here come on the show you have a link explain to me why using a tampon or something like that to help clean a freaking blood off is bad old advice i don't think it is but you've got a link come on in you need to pressure the capillary. I know that. I'm not saying a tampon is going to stop the bleed, G. Yeah. We never said that. We're not saying that the, the tampon is going to stop the bleed. Come on in. Come on in. The water's warm. We're not going to bite. Right. We understand that pressure is going to stop the bleed or cutting off the blood circulation with a tourniquet and all that. We get that. Compression stops the bleed. Hopefully. Hopefully it does. If it doesn't, then we have other issues. Well, I've used them too for for cleaning. Uh, you know, pour a little water on them, a little saline on them. You know what I mean? And you know, you're able to a little bit more precisely clean areas. Um, you know, and you don't use a ton of Q-tips, right? Trying to do that either. So on on, there's, on there's, smaller cuts, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I've never used them. I mean, I you know, I'm not even going to get into the debate of you know super bad horrible wound or anything because i've never used i've never used them in any of those capacities so um you well, know i'm you not i'm not and i'm not a doctor or a nurse or anything yeah. else so i'm not going to speak to Neither that am I. Um, but i know that i have used them for various let's say in a first aid kit situation right and yep. i don't i don't see any problem with it no it, it's it's going to absorb blood it, it's going to be a way it's going to be sanitary that's the biggest thing Right. Once again, infection's a big, big thing. If you're, if the only thing you have is a sweaty grease rag or something in the vehicle, obviously, if that's what you have, I mean, you take your shot with it somehow. But I mean, if you've got something that is going to be in a seal that could help, a, you know, clear away any blood that's on the surface, that's something that you want to do because you're not going to have to worry about infection. Infection is a big, big, big deal. Um, G23 says nasal tubes in different sizes and learn how to use them. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, nasal tubes. Yeah, and trash bags and rolls of paper towels. Sure, yep. we're talking about the same thing. You can put a bunch of, tell you what, you know, you can keep a bunch of paper towels inside of a trash bag to keep them dry and all of that. And then obviously you have it for, you know, a uh, trash bag as well. But yeah, nasal tubes, that's a, that's a good one. 
Um, let's see here. Anything else that you think people might want to think about carrying their car or to go home, get home bag or a first aid bag, whatever you're talking about? Well, I'll tell you something when you, when you start dealing with, um, uh, and we're, and we're talking, I don't know, you gotta be a little careful with it, but, um, like Aura gel, Aura gel works wonders, man. If you're talking about like, like minor mommy? Yeah, for like another? for like minor cuts. And we're talking about kids that don't handle pain very well, that type of thing, right? Sure. Cuts and scrapes and other things. Um or gel can can do wonders. You've got to be careful. You don't want or gel in an absolute open wound or anything crazy like that. But I mean it's made to go in your mouth. You know what I mean? So uh yeah, it but, does it does numb. It is gonna yeah. numb a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think they've got, but I think they've got, I think they've got, as I'm saying that, it's like, I think they've got Neil Sporen that does that now. Oh, I'm sure they do. There's probably all sorts of numbing gel that's probably a little bit better, a little bit stronger than probably stuff that you don't want to put in your mouth type stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, a good flashlight batteries, 100%. That's, that's just, you know, that's one of those. Well, I've got, know. as far as me, I've got legit lidocaine. So, um, and it don't get much better than that. Of what? Uh, lidocaine. Oh, yeah, sure. And so, I mean, I could literally stitch you up and you wouldn't feel it. Yeah, they've got all. I wouldn't stitch anybody up. That's just me. I um, said I could. I said I could. No, I understand. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not even going to. No. I've never used it for those no. purposes, but you know, I could. No, I, could, I get it. Yeah, I could get in sure. a pretty good, a pretty good area with. Uh, I honestly got it. It's, topi it's topical lidocaine. It's not injectable. I, I lidocaine. could, I could, but it's not going to be really good because um, sewing is not my strong suit. But yeah, I, could, I mean, and I it's figure out a way to get something close if I absolutely had to. But chances are, um, I it sounds bad. Um, I'm well, probably they, using a stapler, you know, if I had to. Well, they sell a lot more pain in that, but the, I they, understand they sell. Again, I can give you pain medication, but I can't give you more blood. Well, I you're love talking that. About, I really use that. You're talking about Amazon, but I mean, they sell suture practice kits. Yeah, they do. You know, yeah, they and they're do. not super expensive. And part of the deal with that, again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not medical personnel, but part of the deal with sutures is identifying the shape of the wound area and other things mm -hmm. that kind of gives you an idea of what technique to use and where to start, you know, where to start the sutures and stuff like that. But when you're talking about fairly small stuff that only require a couple of stitches, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like even around the house, why go to the emergency room and pay a big bill or a deductible yeah. or whatever? If you got really good insurance, go to the emergency room, right? Uh, but, you know, if you don't and it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars or whatever, then, you know, break out the lidocaine in the suture kit, put two stitches yep. in your thing and be done. Yeah, mandatory carries is fun fact. I didn't know this. Uh, fun fact, Listerine was originally developed to clean yep. wounds just after. So I I didn't know that. That's yeah. that's why it has alcohol in it, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Well, the original. I don't know if it does. Anymore, uh, but it's like it a mofo, too. Yeah. Well, it's it's supposed to. But, it's, yeah. it's also protecting from disease. Hey, you know it's working. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, yeah, for sure. Any, uh, yes, any, this any antiseptic. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, I love the movies. You see them pouring a bottle of vodka or something on there. Right. Um, you know, whatever. The problem with that, folks, just just before we you know dive down that rabbit hole, um, if it's like 
legit alcohol, then that's one thing. But you got to realize that a lot of Not things nowadays, alcohol. a lot of things nowadays, whiskeys and vodkas, they have flavorings, mm-hmm. they have sugar, they have all kinds of things in there that could actually be bad if you poured that on a wound. So uh, I wouldn't necessarily advise that. If that's all you had, I, I, you know, all I had around and I absolutely had to have something, I might would take yeah. a chance, but. Jesse says that unscented no applicator tampons are yeah. amazing for nosebleeds. I would imagine they would be, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, I, I I'm you know, it's one of those things where we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the topic that I've already changed the title on YouTube. We're gonna take the topic that of uh, maximizing range and do it maybe next week or something. Because it went down a, a nice little path with medical training but that's just as important as any other kind of training uh, is to receive that stuff and um, first aid cpr defibrillator stop the bleed a trauma outdoor trauma all sorts of stuff they're all all important to um, saving someone's life so absolutely and, and, and here's a great thing about most of these classes you can get them for free uh, most of your hospitals or emts or you know, even doctors in the area, whatever, some nurses, whatever, most of these classes you can find either for free or a very, very, very minimal charge, um, which is great, which is great because um, they they need EMTs and all that. They need people to have training because, once again, it might take them 10, 15 minutes to get somewhere, yeah. um, and that person's bled out by then, you know. So, yeah, it's one of those things to where that kind of training is always, always important. Uh, yeah, it was a fun conversation, Clove. Uh, go ahead and take a few minutes. And what kind of projects are you working on? Anything special coming down the line? Mm, not particularly. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's a risk of sounding like some other channels that we don't necessarily like. Um, you know, there is some stuff coming, but unfortunately, I can't talk about it. Uh, I can't talk about that uh, Diamondback Sidewinder, so I did hear from them, and okay. uh, I guess the Thanksgiving holidays and other things, but that is on the way, and I can't talk about that. That's no secret. Um, so that's going to be interesting, man. A a, a double-action twenty two revolver that looks like a single-action revolver, right. so a cowboy revolver, but that that's going to be interesting. I don't, I don't know what to think about that. Um and then I did drop a video today. Of course, everybody's dropping videos, but you know, with all of the you're driving, all you're doing is chasing trends, my man. Yeah, I doing. am. I am. Well, those that are regulars on the channel seen the poll from days ago where I said, "Hey, should I do this?" And the vast majority of people said, "Yeah, I should." So it just takes me longer to get things produced and uploaded and done than other people that have made their videos on the subject. But, um. Yeah, with the whole Alec Baldwin thing, I've had a lot of people, a lot of comments, a lot of traction. Uh, nothing viral, but uh, definitely a surge in pretty much every single video on my channel that has a single action revolver. I've got people asking questions about them and everything else. And is is this true? I mean, could it have just gone off and blah blah blah? And so I thought, well, I've got several videos that talk about that, but never in the context of let's look at you know exactly how the hammer works in relation to the trigger and what you can and can't do to get that firing pin to move forward. Um, and so I did drop that video today and it's, it's doing well. It seems to be answering some of the, some of the questions people have about that. So if you're not familiar with single action revolvers, um, you know, check that out. 
I think it's it's educational in that respect. Um, and then make your own conclusions from everything because that whole that whole tragedy. There's so much assumption and speculation oh, yeah. and everything else that goes on. It's just a very very horrible situation. So um, you know, look at the things that you can that can factually be represented, which is how a single action revolver is supposed to work when it's maintained and functioning properly. Uh, and then you know make your uh, form your opinions from there is what I say. So yeah, it was a really weird rabbit hole, but a fun rabbit hole. So yeah, it, it was. What do you it do? Was something- what do you, you you go with the flow by the way everything i've said on here again this is like the fifth time i've said this but i'm not a doctor a nurse medical personnel emt that's right at all period so anything i've talked about you know do your own homework and do it at your own risk i'm just telling you what's worked and what's my opinions are yeah mandatory carry says i believe it was an accident that's the only thing he said that i believe that's fair uh, I, I think it was an accident in this in in the sense that he did not mean to shoot someone. I I, I don't think he intended to shoot someone with the light. It round. was it was an it was a very tragic accident. Yes, and I'm gonna say very tragic. All. Yeah loss of life is tragic i'm gonna say very tragic just simply because of the number of things that went wrong that led could up, have, that could have been could have yeah. changed the outcome yeah yeah any yeah. any one of them could have yeah you know and something as simple as you know i didn't you know there's several things because i didn't want to get into the speculation on it in that video i just wanted to talk about how the revolver worked oh uh, but you know Everybody is pointing to Alec Baldwin and he pulled the trigger and, and I get it, but you know, somebody got loaded and, you know, ammunition onto the set. Somehow it got on the set. How did that happen? How did it get loaded? How did, you know, you know, why on God's green earth with everybody out here that makes videos for YouTube and puts a camera down range to film themselves from the muzzle end of the gun. Why was there two people standing in front of a gun to begin with? It just, there's so many things that, that boggle my mind. And, and yeah, you're right. Any one of those could have been handled differently and could have potentially changed the outcome. Yep. There's 37 and not factually, not literally, yeah. but there's 37 things that went wrong and a combination of any two of them probably would have saved lives. And, and what's I think is going to be bad moving forward. Um, and I say bad, what's going to be frustrating moving forward is there going to be people that, regardless of whatever happens with the court or the investigation or whatever is found out, they're absolutely going to not not be happy mm-hmm. with the situation. Um, but you know, the truth of the matter is, because there are so many questions, being able to hang this squarely around the neck of Alec Baldwin, just prepare right. yourself for that. It's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. There are way too many questions up in the air with this thing right now. And so now he's not doing anything to help himself by no, I mean, he just not. needs to keep his mouth shut and definitely not. And it's mm-hmm. and it's disheartening to see yeah. because I think he was he, he was handling it really well and when it first true. happened. When it Absolutely. first happened. And now he's just kept running his head and opening his mouth. And and it's just like, dude, you were, why did you not stay on the path you were on before of you were remorseful? 
you were in yep. communication with the families you were yep. you know open and honest and and available to you know anybody that had questions and the investigation yep. that was going on you know what what happened why are you why are you doing this and i mean you know, I don't know. Is I is think, is any is any press good press or whatever? Maybe no, no. But I don't think I so. Th I think for him and and Travis out there says him saying he pulled trigger, he didn't pull a trigger, is going to help him if they find a the gun faulty. Blah blah blah. I yeah. think that a lot of what we're seeing in the last couple of weeks about not pulling the trigger and different things that have come out from him and his camp in the last week or two, I think is a and I might be wrong and I might read too much into this, but I, I think it's a preemptive so, um, strike to help any civil cases that could be coming. I don't yeah. Know. And, and, I know. and I can tell you from experience, um, if you've ever been out of the rage and good Lord, over the decades, I've seen it. I don't know how many times, and there's been a negligent discharge. What's the first <laughs> thing that person says? Holy shit. <laughs> and then what's the second I, I, I didn't mean to thing? do that. Yeah. Or I, my finger wasn't even on the trigger. Right? Oh, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. My finger wasn't even on the trigger. I can't tell you the number of negligent discharges that I've witnessed that people have said that. Now, like, yeah, it was. To be, it's fair, okay. it to be fair, only, only in, well, let me back up. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody immediately say that after a negligent discharge. Sure. They stop. Range goes cold, their firearm is checked out, and it's 100% functional. Well, if it's 100% functional, then you yes. had your finger on the, the trigger. Finger was on the trigger. Right? Yeah. Whether you no. thought Hands it down. was or not, right? So yep. him thinking his finger was not on the trigger is completely valid. He could sure. not be he cannot be lying about that. He may honestly have not thought yep. his finger was on the trigger. Because here's the other thing. I've had people say that. We checked their gun, it's fine, and it just so happens that people were filming and we go back and check and guess what? And when we show well, them that their finger was on the trigger, it blows their mind because they genuinely believed their finger never touched the trigger because it was a light brush or, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't intentional. Sure. They didn't intentionally have their finger on the trigger. So in their mind, their finger wasn't on the trigger. Yeah. And we're talking about the use of a single action revolver in this movie it's not going to take much to get that trigger to go secondly yep. it's a movie set we have to imagine and assume that there is at least one or two or three cameras at any given time filming so if it comes down to it there there probably should be some sort of video evidence whether or not it ever sees the light of day i don't know but if it's on a movie set we would have to assume that there is at least one camera filming you know i haven't heard anything that there was any I haven't either, camera you rolling have to assume. and, and you, you would have think to assume it if it was a dry mm -hmm. if it was a dry walkthrough then maybe not maybe yeah, they were but just trying to but, figure but out there's so many people that have a camera going at all times if for no other reasons just to have this b-roll that might they right. might splice into something right. you know right or just personal I mean, right just personal, just personal people yeah you know but yeah i don't know i don't know it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, we, and we might not ever know what really happened. That's a whole other three hour show yeah. on its own. Though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go. Yeah. It's mandatory carry security cameras. The very, you would think so. You would think that security cameras are going to be around any set because the studio wants to have protection from 
things that happen as well. So uh, anyways, yeah, whole another rabbit hole, a very deep rabbit hole that I don't want to go down right now. We might do that later, uh, whenever, uh, probably not, but maybe, uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Um, if you're out there, uh, go ahead and give us that thumbs up. If you like what you hear and if you don't give us a dislike thumb, I don't care. It's not going to hurt my feelings. The numbers it's don't show engagement. anymore anyway. So yeah, that and it's all engagement. It's all good. But uh, <laughs> if you do, if you do like it, hit that thumbs up, maybe subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to this in podcast form and they have a rating system or anything like that, go ahead and hopefully if you like it, give us a good rating on that podcast platform and all of that. Uh, so next week, guys, we shall see you. Simplify.